uh, let's just say play devil's advocate a wee bit and say that somebody's listening to this podcast and saying, right, that's all well and good, but how do I do that? Like, like mm-hmm. a lot of the time, the, the, a lot of people end up in sort of audiobook rabbit holes, YouTube rabbit holes with people talking yeah. about like strong <laughs> mentalities and the power of now, like Eckhart Tolle is somebody that I've read that book and I've listened to what he said. And I love it, mm-hmm. but it's suitable for somebody like me that's been on a journey. And yeah. I know how to center myself and I know how to ground myself in my body and remain present. It doesn't really tell you how to do it. So if somebody uh-huh. was listening and saying, right, okay, I need to just be comfortable in this situation. I need to get through to the other side. And then I'm going to be a stronger person. I'm going to be able to deal with anything. But right now I'm having a panic attack. What would you, mm-hmm. How would you help that person? Yeah, so again, like you, I can fall very guilty of, because I'm 15 years into this journey, I I could start talking about all this stuff, um, people that are just maybe starting out and trying to think more positively or whatever, would just want to understand, so it's quite good that you asked this. Um, For me, it's all about the internal dialogue, right? So it's the thoughts create the feelings. Um, the mind follows the body and for people who don't study the mind in that, what that basically means is if you're sitting thinking I would ask you to think about like a happy time somebody you love, like the most your favourite ever memory your best experience in your world that you're going to start to feel good aren't you, right? Yeah. So it conjures up those emotions if you were to start thinking about somebody who pisses you off, like, or a situation that's just scary, um, stuff that, that doesn't feel good, you're ultimately, instantly going to start noticing that and your feelings. And so for me, it, it's about how do we then start catching that negative, those thoughts that are coming up um, that then turn into our views and how we're feeling in this situation. So if I was a person and I was worried and I was like watching the news, first thing actually I would do was turn the news off uh, because that's basically just yourself torturing yourself. Like, yeah. why are you self torturing yourself? And and I don't want to piss people off, but that is what it is. Yeah. Um, and they know it. <laughs> and so the problem is then that we we make these scary films and movies in our own minds and we make catastrophes up that don't necessarily I mean people have killed off the whole family and their minds and their families alive do you know what I mean and so it's how we speak to ourselves um, ultimately is going to create how feeling better about this situation for me in simple terms how you how you start reprogramming that and retraining that is you want to catch your, your thoughts when they're at pebble sizes, right? So uh, if you start to catch yourself worrying, you start to catch yourself engaging in something that's not helpful, um, then you want to catch it when it's at its weakest point. Uh, once you catch, if you don't catch it then, it starts growing arms and legs and you've started killing your, your mum, you're off, your dad off. You've lost your job, you're catastrophizing, your house is gone, you might end up with coronavirus. At that point, it's an avalanche, like you're gone, you've missed yeah. the opportunity. So through meditation or just a simple, I, I was going to say to you, I would share some um, things with your guests if they wanted to get in touch. I've got loads of wee kind of rescue hack thoughts 
techniques and breathing patterns that they could tap into if they wanted to send that. I'm Absolutely. happy to do Amazing. that. Uh, and it's and it's wee like breathing techniques. It's like different wee creative ways. Easy, so simple, but so effective. Things that you can do when your thoughts are at pebble sizes. If you start interrupting them at that point, then you're putting like a wee roadblock up. And sooner or later, that wee neural pathway is gonna hit at enough time, and it'll be like, oh, Paul doesn't want to feel this anymore, and it will start going a better direction. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, creating, a, it's about the thoughts. Yeah. It's always the thoughts. Absolutely. I mean, it's creating better mental habits, isn't it? Um, yeah. I think that mm-hmm. what's interesting there is, like, consumption's something that I always use an, an analogy, and I used it a lot when I was studying in mental health, was I knew a lot about diet, and I knew a lot about garbage in, garbage out. And then I started to make this connection while I was studying. Oh, wait a minute. If I watch a hundred YouTube videos that are talking about how shit the planet is, how crap the environment is, we're all going to die within 15, 30 years. I'm going to be mentally unhealthy, just like if I stuff my face full of Pizza Hut all day. I'm going to be physically unhealthy. If I don't go Mm -hmm. to the gym, I'm going to end up unwell. Um, And I I actually find it incredibly sort of mind blown that we're not taught that for like the youngest age why are we not took aside and like primary one when we're getting taught the abcs and the one two threes and said listen this is how your mind works and here is how you can start to train your mind just like we're going to train you in maths english whatever like here is here is where we're going to start with helping you keep a healthy and fit mind. It just, it blows my, it actually, it blows my mind, but it does, it really, it sort of perplexes me as to why we don't do that. Like, seeing the most simple way as well, like if you could literally break how to change your mind down to a five-year-old, it's basically repetition. So it's like you just said, you watch a hundred YouTube videos, it'll go in. If you're told you're, fat every day, it'll go in. If you tell yourself you're amazing every day, whether it's true or not, it's it's happened to me so many times in my life, good and bad. You're told something often enough, then you start to believe it. And that's how you change your brain. That is literally how you change your brain. Well, one of the ways, repetition. Yeah, absolutely. So next sort of question that I had, because it seems to be a running joke on my Twitter feed and just when I'm talking to people is <clears throat> there's going to be a hell of a lot of breakups happen post coronavirus and <laughs> um, I think that there's there's maybe a few people out there that the idea of getting locked in their house with their wife and kids or girlfriend or mum and dad or, or whoever it is that they share flatmates even housemates is like the worst I the worst sort of situation that they could get caught in <laughs> so um, obviously as a joke when people are saying about boyfriends and girlfriends but genuinely people do live in flats where they don't know their flatmate there's a lot of people especially where i live that um i seen a girl that's just came to mind in sainsbury's at woodlands road um and a guy walked in and she dropped her basket started crying ran up to this guy and was like i need your help and I was like, right, I need to listen to this. I'm a horrible. Oh I, had to, I had to listen to it. I was like, I'm going to listen to what's going on here. And the girl said to him, I don't know my flatmates. <clears throat> I don't know my housemate. And I, I need a friend. 
And he was like, of course, of course. Like, yeah, we can oh, socially wow. distance, we can meet, we can go go to the park. And it just made me think about people that are living in like halls of residence with like 50 strangers that came over here for whatever country to, to study and because we've got an amazing education system and just don't know people. So it's not just about people's girlfriends and boyfriends. I know that, that might be mm-hmm. a joke and it might be triggering for some people, but how do we stop our relationships from imploding when we're under each other's feet 24-7 right now? <laughs> people, a couple of people have joked to me about how uh, I might be needing to become a couple's therapist when all this <laughs> is kind of over. Can study it. And, and it's true because on Facebook and Instagram, you know, these people are making out that they've got this wonderful life and my darling wife, my darling husband and my my little cherub, but actually now that they've got them all, like twenty four seven, and they need to teach their like, kids. Some people are having oh, to play teacher as well, which I mean, I'll I've be got, a complete shock to the system yeah. for a lot, a lot of people. Um, me personally, my partner's got like asthma, so we haven't spent like we we've completely been so mindful of the fact that if he was to get this it would be quite you know it wouldn't be great so we we've just we've not stayed overnight or anything together during this whole time which which is fine but uh, I think if we had like I would I was I don't know it would have been tough <laughs> like and we're quite strong opinionated people and yeah. you know and obviously he's worried about, you know, he's got asthma and all that sort of stuff. But I'm, I'm like the total other end of the, the scale. I'm like, let's cool. Like, let's just, <laughs> it's fine type of thing. And he's like, how can you say that? So I get it. On the other side of that is I've actually been spending so much time with my daughter, which has been fantastic. Yeah. And that's because I don't really get to, like you say, I, I don't really get to do that normally when I've got such a high demanding life type of thing but um we're in terms of the people who are like locked in with our whole kind of family i think it would be i think it's going to be really 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 challenging um i think the best thing that they can do is make sure that they're still getting time for themselves even though they're confined in like the one the one space i feel like they still need to get their their time to themselves but also to to just get a bit of compassion for the other person. So we're all going to get them down in waves. They'll feel good some days and the other one will feel bad other days. And mm-hmm. it's about, I think the best tip I could ever give is just to listen. Like don't even say stuff. Like don't try and get and fix their problems and, and or argue and all that sort of stuff. Just listen, just shut up and listen. <clears throat> Triggering for and that's me. It. <laughs> I just get a, I just get like a wee emotional trigger there. Um because that is something that my, my girlfriend hates is when I try and solve I'm a typical guy. I try and fix the world. Solution. It's, yeah, I'm just like, right, do you know what? I'm a bit like that. What's the solution? Like, where's the solution here? Let's find the positivity in this in some I mean, it took maybe even a year. He is going to each other for her to turn around and say, "Listen, I, I don't want you to fix me, like, and or mm-hmm, fix. Mm-hmm. If I'm if I'm having a situation at work, you don't need to give me advice. Yeah. It, I, all that I want for you is to listen. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when I went to become to be uh, study to become a counselor, that was the hardest thing I ever did was to sit down mm-hmm. and go, "How good am I at listening to people? 
I'm w- I'm just constantly waiting to respond. I'm just sitting there, just going, mm-hmm. I know, I know what you're going to say. I, I know what you're going to say next, and I know what the answer is to that. So you don't even need to tell me. No realizing that the biggest part of it is just letting people express themselves and and get that <laughs> sort of like that weight. Maybe if they're waiting to say something or something's in their mind, it just feels like a weight. And all you need to sit down and just just sit down and go, tell me, and mm-hmm. that's it. That's what sometimes anyway. Sometimes that's all you really need to do. I think in a client situation, I'm great at listening, right? But, like, for example, my daughter, like, not that long ago, she was like, Mum, like, sometimes I just want you to be like, oh, do you know what? I know that's tough, pal. Like, just let's just use a cousin. I'm I'm always like, under yourself, like, no, sir, so I'm mad at it. I was like, she went, Mum, just. No, <laughs> just be a human, and 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 she really woke me up that day. But uh, like just basic listening, it, you know, it's doing nothing. I think we find that difficult. Yeah, absolutely. Um, would you suggest that people take their hour, their government allotted hour for exercise outside? Like maybe even think about <laughs> splitting off. Um, and mm-hmm. taking that by yourself. I probably would try that if I was in the situation. I would explore loads of different things and see what works but I, I certainly think an hour to yourself in the, the, I, I personally go to Bella Houston and sometimes if I get stuff in my mind I sometimes, it sounds crazy right but whatever I sometimes imagine the wind sort of blowing all my thoughts and my stresses out my head like leaves falling off the trees and, and I, and I visualise them going behind me and I instantly feel calmer. Mm. Are you a proponent of journaling? So, like, get, let yes. people just get their thoughts out. If you get a like anger, anger or frustration building up, just write everything out. Just let your consciousness spew it onto the paper, and then do whatever you like with it. I mean, you can even just put it in the bin. But I'm, I'm huge for that. I will add, I will add to your um, the, the actual the wee guide that I've made up for your viewers and yourself that will send you kind of got a wee bit about this in it, but I'm a big proponent of journaling all the negative stuff, like, kind of during the day. So mm-hmm. you spend 20 minutes once or twice a day if you're having a right tough time, getting it all down. But at night time, you, we also must journal the good, right? So I call it a happy journal. So we must, we're so good at practising feeling shit. Yeah. Um, but we need to, it's, it's an absolute must to practice a happy journal, so write down a good memory, a good thing that happened. It might be the, for me personally, it's the stupidest tiny wee things that bring me so much pleasure and joy. Um, so do the gratitude and the happy stuff in the evening before you go to bed, because that's the kind of stuff that will ruminate through the night subconsciously. But yes, journaling uh, is huge, because it gets it to here, down to here, it gives you a bit of distance, gives you an opportunity to look at it, and and a big theme for me, no matter who I'm speaking to or what I speak about, is only deal with facts, so if you're looking at at stuff that's been in your head, and it's stuff that A, might never happen, it never has happened, or maybe it happened 10 years ago type of thing, or whatever it might be, only deal with facts, and only deal with Present, the present moment because that, that's literally do you know I mean we could talk about this probably for hours upon hours but it's true there's no point worrying about yesterday or tomorrow deal with facts 
and deal with what's going on today kind of thing. Perfect. And that goes back to what you were saying earlier on about like curating catastrophe in your mind um, mm. and thinking about people, oh, I'm worried about my mum, I'm worried about, well, where is your mum? She's in the house, right? Well, what you worried about? Like, the, the future will be the future <laughs> and we'll deal with, like, I'm always, I'll deal with that when it, like, cross that bridge when you come to it. It's one mm. of the oldest sayings, but one of the best pieces of advice. Um mm. I've had problems with addiction in the past and one of my vices, shall we say, was pornography and sex. And something that I learned through that is is that the good things in your mind are never as good when you get them. The bad things in your mind are never as bad. If oh, you're... I live by that. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing's ever as bad as what you made it to be in your mind when it happens. It's never, ever, ever as bad. Yeah, that's exactly it. You just make it something, and I think that the worrying about something that's going to happen is way worse than the actual event itself. Like the yeah. the stress and strain that you put on your mind and body through just thinking about these horrible situations that might never happen <laughs> just seems like such a waste of time. It's, but it's just, it's just not helpful, is it? Like it's just not helpful, and I think it's already a stressful situation. So then you're basically adding more stress for absolute no purpose. I think you you said earlier about the news app thing, to be honest, at the start of this, and I've, I switched the TV off like six years ago. I don't watch any TV. Like I, I use YouTube to just study my craft. And basically, that's the only kind of filter I have. How but do you watch Friends? Like, where do you... <laughs> How do you love it? No. <laughs> but uh, at the start of all this, I did find myself. Even, it, like, I couldn't believe that I was getting tra- nearly getting drawn into it. And I noticed that I was not feeling that it was going to make me feel good. And I thought, right, what? I'm actually seeking this out, watching this stuff. It's not helpful. And I, see, as soon as I realised something's not helping, I just, I kind of knock it in the head but I'm human so I was definitely getting drawn in and I know for sure if I kept that up I would I would I mean people's mental health if it was already really bad like now I'm going to be busy and I, I don't see that as a good thing because it, it, it's scary it, yeah. it's scary what, what's actually going to come to this mm-hmm. mentally well, I mean, um, even just some of the stuff that I'm seeing just now, like getting shared on social media, like there's people in America that are out there protesting, uh, being locked up for a virus that they could potentially kill them and begging to get sent back out. And that to me is like some kind of mental illness that you're actually, uh, this is for your own well-being and the well-being of your fa- friends mm-hmm. and family. And you actually are out there asking to get put back out in harm's way because the economy like let's just mm-hmm. let's just park that mm-hmm. one for another time because <laughs> i end up on a run um i know <laughs> i suppose that that what we were talking about there sort of feeds into um how to keep sort of worry relative um i think that there's a lot of right back at the start i seen a lot of chat and also i did feel this myself that there was a lot of people out there sort of going look for the positives in this situation and there are, i think probably quite rightfully people out there going no wait a minute like mm-hmm. I, I, I've got a business that's going under I've not been paid for five weeks I don't know how I'm going I'm, I'm going to feed myself never mind anything else so there is quite a lot of legitimate worry 
for me, the mental health mm-hmm. crisis that we are facing, or we faced in 2019 going backwards, before the 2020, before 2020 hat, was a, a, a widespread irrational fear of nothing, or anxiety about things that you're just kind of like, that isn't a relative worry. If you're worried about your life, well, then don't cross the road, because the, the mm-hmm. potential is there for you to get hit by a car and die, and that is just a reality. But how do we how do suppose it's about resilience like how do how do people deal with a relative amount of worry and anxiety that is and quite rightfully there for them Mm -hmm. i think um obviously it depends on everybody's situation doesn't it so um i think you should there's a certain level of worry about things that are happening to you like right now and, like, but I don't think they should worry about things that might happen, like, a year down the line. And I think for my sister, um, you know, she, so I don't get, get into her life too much, but she was um, having to stay off work there for taking a wage hit. Her partner's kind of sick and stuff like that. <clears throat> and she's got a daughter. Like, she's now became the only person earning and, you know, took half her money. Um, and so obviously stress and worry like were horrific for her. So I think um, what I kept, it's it reminding her, <laughs> this is the saying that I said, you can't take, uh, somebody that I, I work with said this to me, she went, Amanda, you need to tell your sister that you can't take the knickers off a bare arse. <laughs> and that <laughs> and what I'm saying I've never heard that before I think I've heard every Glaswegian saying but, ever but I've never heard that one before it's amazing I, that's what I thought she said it's my favourite saying ever and do you know what actually when it comes to it if, if she's only got like this 60 right and all these people that you know are, are bills and all that sort of stuff they, what, what can they really you know, actually do right now. Yeah. So it is just about reminding yourself, like you're human, you're you're going to get through this type of thing. And again, just trying to control those thoughts mm. and asking for support, engaging in things. Do you know, you need a stress release. Worry just means you do everything like a hundred times rather than just think about it once. You just constantly repeat it. Self-talk to yourself, feel horrendous, send yourself into just, crazy craziness and lose your mind in the process so I think definitely get engaging in relaxation de-stressing and knowing that you're kind of not alone because every single person in this world is you know affected by this like in so many different kind of ways I think I think somebody my partner that was actually said to me the other day um and his business is like completely dead like he's not been able to he he's not been able to work for the past few weeks now um so for him it's been so challenging so I, I certainly don't sit here like unaffected myself mm-hmm. but he says to me um he says usually we've got about 50 stresses every single day in life whether it's work do you know there's just we could list like 50 different stresses during this time, we actually only have one stress, and that's to keep ourselves alive. And it was quite empowering when he yeah. said it to me, and I was like, Do you know what? That's actually a decent way to, to look at it. Your only concern right now is staying alive, mm-hmm. where usually it's 
you know, so many, many other things that you're worrying about all at the same time. Yeah, I love that, actually. Um, actually, I've no actually said this on the podcast. I might, I might have mentioned it to my girlfriend. I actually thought about this actual situation happening maybe about a year and a half ago. And one wow. of the, one of the, no, no, this situation as in like a virus and, but. Yeah, just like a world sort of pandemic. Yeah, something. like something that meant that everything ground to a halt. And I hate that phrase, thought experiment, but it was a thought, I did think just what would mm-hmm. it be like? And the conclusion. I love that phrase. <laughs> uh, do you know why I don't like it? Is because, <laughs> A, the sort of Jordan Peterson types of the world that talk about like sort of thought experiments and think that their, mm-hmm, their mm-hmm. intellects and that type of I'm just like oh, it makes me cringe a wee bit when I'm like mm. but um the one my the one thing that I took out of it when I was thinking imagine like everything just went to fuck and we had no money and there was no Tesco and there was no jobs and what, what would it be like what what must have been like back in, before the industrial revolution or whatever I was just thinking about this if we went back and we had to basically turn the clock back and look at the way society was built and one of the things that actually came out of that was I was like we would all be in the same boat there wouldn't mm-hmm. be the guy that's got the four bed house and the two cars and the nice job that's basically gone well I, I, I look at things a certain way because I'm comfortable like sort of like well I'm okay like what's that got to mm-hmm. and that was one of the things that came out of it was I was like do you know what we would all be in the same boat and maybe we would get some kind of fucking compassion for each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I told somebody and they were like, you're a sadist. Like, why are you thinking about that? Why are you thinking <laughs> about that? I've, I've had the exact same thoughts. I have had this and I, I find them really encouraging. I think it's nice. It's a nice but a humanity thing. It's like remembering that we are fellow brothers and sisters type of thing. Absolutely. Instead of everybody... You know, no wanting people to get and all that sort of stuff. I don't really live in that world anyway, but I, I like the idea that I feel like we're going back to our roots. Um, and I, I really, I really uh, like living the simple, basic lifestyle. This living isn't actually that much different to the life I kind of live, to be completely truthful. <laughs> Absolutely. There's been so much raining in and nonsense that I don't need. Um, and mm-hmm. That is another positive that I'm looking at this is that I'm going to go back to a, a minimalist life and I'm not going mm-hmm. to be opening up that subscription and this subscription when it goes back to normal because mm-hmm. I don't need it. I'm fine the way I no. am. Like, I genuinely don't need it. <laughs> and I've saved so much money. I'm in the, the, the privileged... Oh, yeah, I'm in a privileged position where I've still got my income coming in, but I've got so much money. I'm getting paid next week and this is the most I've ever had at the end of a month in living memory so i'm looking at even just the small little positives um mm-hmm. I, i'm i'm aware that i've kept you for an hour um it's been oh, an a, it's been an amazing <laughs> conversation um and what i'm planning on doing maybe with us is because i thought this is going to end up an hour long and instead of doing one episode of the podcast where i think there's a lot of people that maybe are into podcasts and they maybe don't want to sit down and listen to a, a, a long-form conversation that lasts for an hour. I might chuck mm-hmm. this up into maybe four, 15 minutes or maybe yeah. ed- edit out some of my own nonsense that I've been talking and just get the sort of, <laughs> maybe it might only be three, 10 minutes or something, but I think I'll probably do that with us. Um, 
off the back of just this conversation, before I start to, to wind up, um, is there anything else that you want to talk about? Is there is there any other sort of tips or things that you would you were thinking I want to get in that we've not managed to get in? Just a couple of wee things that have personally helped me. Um, I, I'm loving the family groups, actually. You know, like I, I did not think I was going to be one of these people because I'm just, it's just not me. But I, I've really enjoyed connecting with like wee cousins and stuff and having a laugh. Like I, I'm rubbish at them. I just go in for the banter. So I think they're kind of good to keep yourself connected, especially for like my uncle who's not got like a wife or kids or that. Yeah. Um, so that seems that seems fun. And also the kind of community challenges. So I'm doing a lot of, I done 20k half a marathon two days ago for the NHS. My pals sort of are doing a light up lockdown challenge uh, where she racks up miles and we're going to different hospitals virtually making money, donating and stuff like that. So I'm finding all that pretty cool. Tyson Fury, I think he deserves just a bit of uh, attention Absolutely. for just six days a week. Like, that's what a celeb that he should be. Yep. Like, I can only imagine if I was a wee guy and I was like that boxer and I was getting to train with a champ every day. Incredible. I'm, like, loving it and I'm not even interested in boxing. But I think, I think that's total gold and I think people should engage themselves in these type of things while it's going because you never know once he goes back to his full roster he's not going to be able to kind of keep that up <laughs> just say full roster Roster, <laughs> <laughs> roster. I thought you said full roster because he's a bit of a roster, but he's also like one of my heroes. I mean, I've, since since he's come back from his his own um, mental health struggles, um, I listened to him on a podcast where he spoke for two hours, and it was everything changed for me when I spoke when I listened to him. I was like, I've got mm-hmm. so much respect for that guy now. Whereas I, I before, he was a bit, he so was a wee bit. Mm. <laughs> but I, I think it's incredible the stuff like that and the. I mean, my my girlfriend's a professional ballet teacher and she, every day, she's getting to go on YouTube and watch the top ballet dancers on the planet give their tips. And that's incredible. I mean, that like you're saying, that is something that that would not be happening if we weren't there in this situation. It's another positive for people to sort of frame for themselves. But And Tyson Tyson actually said during the workout, this is what I'm enjoying during the workout, because he's live. Everything's just coming up, which is true. And he said, I've been winging it my whole career, the boxer that he was training. And I thought, ah, oh, I love that because really we're all winging it. People just might want to make out that they're fucking getting together, but they're all winging it. And for the champ to say his whole career he's been winging it, I just thought that was absolute gold. Absolutely. And what people need. <laughs> yeah, just hearing that for somebody that's an elite level athlete that they don't they don't uh-huh. know what they're doing every day when they get up, they uh-huh. have their, their own doubts. <laughs> that's the type of stuff that I feel like the internet has been amazing for. We've got so yeah. many things that it's not been great for. But uh-huh. one of the things that it has been great for is connecting people with the information that might allow them to open the doors for them to flourish in life instead of thinking, oh, yeah. I've got no chance because I was told at school that I wasn't smart or blah, blah, blah. Fuck that. Like, you're kidding on. Like, get get yourself out there, put the effort in and things will happen for you. Like, that, that, 100%. that is like <laughs> one of the universal truths. Um, I'm, I mean, based off the back of this, like, I'm absolutely buzzing to get you to come in and speak to us and tell us your story and... <laughs> 
Taylor's yeah. more. You're an amazing speaker, and the content that you put on your social media is absolutely golden and such a good resource. Um, I'm amazed that you actually give it away for free. Um, but <laughs> I also know that that type of sort of thing has a, a way of coming back, and you'll get clients, and that will just mean that you do better. But absolutely, like I cannot recommend your Instagram account and people to actually listen to the stories and turn the sound on when you're talking because just the wee tips even for somebody like me that's been a practitioner of meditation and self-care for like four years now the the the, the wee tips that I get for just listening um to what you've got to say is amazing so thanks for what you're doing I'm definitely going to get you in to do a full podcast once we get back to normal um, and I can only just say thanks for coming in and talking to me today. Hopefully, as I was saying, this is a public service announcement, I feel. This will, hopefully people get something <laughs> for us. such a good time. Like, this is my first ever podcast. I've dreamed about doing stuff like this, you know, so it's super cool. Loved. I just, the fact that we're so in alignment as well with kind of our views and things like that. Um, it's so cool. I've been, you've been really kind with your things you're saying as well. I no, appreciate it's all, it. It's all the truth. But yeah, thanks again and we'll get you back on again soon.